welcome to a Word for This Day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and it is my joy and my pleasure to welcome you today. Welcome back to all you regular listeners. Thank you for downloading today. Welcome to anyone who has found us for the first time. It's no accident that any of us are here together, friend, and I'm just so excited to be in God's Word and to think about the truth that we find in His Word. Uh, What a joy to do that with others. I wish I could see all of you. I wish I knew who all of you were. I know who a handful of you are. Um, but God doesn't have it that way for now. And so we'll just thank him for this podcast medium. I thank him that, um, he has allowed this to be downloaded on all over the world. And I just give him the praise and the glory for that. And just pray that he'll continue to do with it what he sees fit. Um, and so please know that I continue to pray for you regularly, that the Lord will draw you closer to him, that he'll give you more, des- more of a desire to know him and his word, and that you will be intentional about making time to spend with him, that you'll be intentional about thinking of him throughout the day. Oh, friends, this old world will come in and try to distract and deceive and um, and distort things, distort the truth of God. Um, but we know that we must spend time focusing on him, focusing on that truth, on that standard that is in his word. So when those uh, deceptions and those distractions come uh, only by his help and by the power of his Holy Spirit, we can say, nope, that's not right. We need to focus back on him. And so I want to encourage you in that. I want to exhort you to do that. Uh, God gives us just what we need. He's gracious. He's faithful. Um, He makes a way for us. And I'm so thankful that he gave us this written word. There are places in the world um, in which Having a copy of this word or studying this word is illegal. So for those of us who have ready access, we have no excuse, friends. We have no excuse. May we not take it for granted. And may we pray for those believers who long to have copies of his word that God will make a way for them and uh, will provide that. His Holy Spirit teaches what we need to know. Um, but he's so gracious, so gracious to give us this word. And so um, I'm just excited for us to park here today. Uh, please know that I love to hear from you. And please consider sharing this podcast with friends, family, neighbors, strangers, just anyone who you think may receive a blessing from it. Well, our verse for the day is from the letter of 1 John. Uh, So for February the 28th, 2024, this is 1 John chapter 2, verse 28, and it reads as follows from the English Standard Version. And now, little children... Abide in him, so that when he appears, we may have confidence and not shrink back from him in shame at his coming. Oh, friends, is there a lot of stuff here? I'm excited for us to park here and think about this today. You know, this is, what is this, perhaps the fourth time this month of February that we have been in this letter of First John. Let me look. One, two, three, four. Yes, the fourth time, there's just so much in this letter. And so I love it that we have been able to do that. (coughs) But John gives a concept here that the Holy Spirit had put on his heart um, 
to to write very much about also in his gospel, and that is abiding, abiding in Christ and abiding in his word. And so, and of course, Jesus is that word made flesh that that, uh, dwelt among us. And so it's all connected. But I love this concept of abiding, and um, I'm praying that the Lord will help us to do that all the more. But uh, before we get into that, let's take just a few minutes to think about where we are once again, uh, what book or letter we're in, who wrote it, what the purpose was, and that will help us as we apply this uh, only with the help of the Holy Spirit to our lives. And so we know that the gospel writer John, John the Apostle, John the Revelator, wrote this letter, not because anywhere within it says, I, John, wrote it, but the earliest church historians agree uh, that he did. And then also we see such similar writing styles to his Gospel of John. Um, And John was one of those original apostles. He and his brother James were called by the Lord Jesus. They were fishermen with their father Zebedee. And the Lord Jesus came by where they were fishing and called them to follow him. And they did. They left their father and they followed him. And um, Jesus had nicknamed James and John as uh, the sons of thunder. James, John, and Peter were in that kind of inner circle of apostles with the Lord Jesus. They witnessed the Lord Jesus' transfiguration on the Mount of Olives. Uh, the John, the writer of this, the gospel writer John, was um, at the foot of the cross with the Lord Jesus. And when Jesus looked at uh, his own mother, Mary, and said, woman, here's your son, and to John and said, here's your mother. And uh, Scripture records that from that day forward, he took Mary home with him and took care of her. Uh, John describes himself as the beloved disciple. I do not think that was to be arrogant, but because he realized just the weight of what Jesus had done for him. It's thought that he was the youngest of the apostles and lived the longest Um, I believe history records that all of the others were martyred um, fairly early, but it's thought that he lived into his 80s or 90s, and he was known as the elder. And so uh, God used him, had a very specific, just like he does for all of us, had a very specific plan and purpose. And we know that he wrote the Gospel of John. His gospel has a a bit of a different flavor, a different style to it compared to the first three synoptic gospels. Um, It's thought that he knew of the other three gospels when he wrote this much later and kind of ties it all together about faith and about believing. And um, I just love, I love it anytime we're uh, in John's writings, but I love all the words and all the verses, as I tell you over and over again. But he wrote that gospel. He wrote the first, second, and third John, and he both wrote the book of Revelation. I love that he tells us why he wrote this letter. Um, He so wanted people to believe and then to remind them that through believing, they could know that they would have eternal life. Listen to this in First John chapter five thirteen. He says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. And this is the confidence that we have toward him. I just love that. He... um 
wanted people to know. And he would have known, you know, he walked with the Lord Jesus. He saw those miracles. He saw what Jesus did. He saw how he interacted with the crowds and how he interacted individually. He saw when Jesus was tired, when he was hungry, when he was sleepy. Saw how he was when he was teaching. He saw him be crucified. He saw him die and be placed in that tomb. He saw him after he was resurrected and saw him uh, as appear to many and then ascend back to heaven and so he knew that of which he spoke and at the beginning of his letter of first john he says that which was from the beginning which we have heard which we have seen with our eyes which we have looked upon and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life the life was made manifest and we have seen it and testify to it and proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the father and was made manifest to us that which we have seen and heard we proclaim also to you so that you too may have fellowship with us and indeed our fellowship is with the father and with the son jesus christ and we are writing these things so that our joy may be complete he knew that of which he spoke he also um received that direct um instruction from jesus to write the things down in the book of revelation write down what he saw he was a grand to have a glimpse into that throne room of heaven and so i love it that we get to study this and just think about that this man walked and talked with jesus during his earthly ministry what a blessing may we not take that lightly as we study here but you see with these with his letters this uh, first second and third john and sometimes you'll hear those referred to as the johannine letters which just means those are letters written by john um or the Johannine epistles, I should say. Uh, you see this very grandfatherly tone. He was older when he wrote these. And he wanted so to encourage, but also to be firm and just to um, encourage and instruct and admonish to, to warn um, because he knew how important it was for people to hold on to that faith and to believe. But then um, he gives gives us such encouragement, such reassurance that, yes, you can know about your salvation. You can know that you have eternal life. Throughout this letter of First John especially, he'll say that you may know, or for this reason, he wanted them to know, and I just love it. Remember that we talked about, uh, because we've been throughout this second chapter this month, uh, we've talked about different things, but he was reminding them about who Jesus is. He was reminding them that um, Jesus is our advocate, and um, if we confess our sins, Jesus is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us for all un- from all unrighteousness. That Jesus was that propitiation. He he paid the price. He laid down his life as an appeasement to pay uh, what we owed to the Father. And he just reminds the uh, the people over and over again. And then we've spent a lot of time. Um, in, in this latter half of this second chapter of 
first john about making sure and he reminded them don't love the world or the things of the world those things are fleeting those things are passing away those things are not of the father and he spent a lot of time of, uh, about that and warned about the antichrist meaning those who did not believe that jesus is who he is and uh, it's warning to us as well you know there are uh, religions and uh, world fates, I guess you might say, who who may say, well, Jesus was a good man, uh, but he wasn't who he said he was. Well, that's, um, that's a lie. Jesus was exactly who he said he was. He was God the Son, and he was sent by the Father. He did the Father's will. He did that for you and for me. He died for you and for me to pay what we owed and to make a way for us to be made right with him, to make a, a way for us to be able to um, have that relationship back with the Father. And um, I'm just so thankful that he did. But I want to back up and remind you about some of the verses that we uh, have read before reading leading up to our verse for the day. So you'll see this flow of thought because uh, John is saying, you know, this is what the world, this is what's going on in the world. Uh, this is what you need to be careful of. But abide in, in Jesus, trust in him, trust in what he's done and in doing that, we won't have to be ashamed when he comes back because he is coming back, friends. Uh, the Bible says so. John was given that glimpse to be able to see what it was going to be like in the end times that we see in Revelation. But listen to this beginning in First John chapter 2, verse 18. He says, Children, it is the last hour, and as you have heard that Antichrist is coming, so now many Antichrists have come. Therefore, we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not of us, for if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that it might become plain that they are, they all are not of us. But you have been anointed by the Holy One, and you all have knowledge. I write to you not because you do not know the truth, but because you know it and because no lies of the truth. Who is the liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? This is the Antichrist, he who denies the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever confesses the Son has the Father also. Let what you heard from the beginning abide in you. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, then you too will abide in the Son and in the Father. And let me just pause there when he was talking about what you heard in the beginning. That's the gospel what John and the other apostles had told them. So, you know, what we, he's saying, what we've told you. Uh, because we walked with Jesus, we talked with Jesus, we saw him, all the things, let that abide in you, and you know, don't listen to any false gospels, and he says in verse 25, and this is the promise that he made to us, eternal life, John is just, uh, he just continues to go back to that, because that's what we all have to look forward to, if we are in Christ, all of us will spend eternity somewhere, either with Christ, Christ and God the Father or separated from him and that believing in Christ allows us to spend that eternity with him and it's a good thing even even though we have uh 
difficulties and troubles here on this earth, this is short. Uh, but we have that promise of eternal life if we believe, if we put our faith in the one and only Son. He says in 26, I write these things to you about those who are trying to deceive you. But the anointing that you received from him abides in you, and you have no need that anyone should teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about everything and is true, and as a no lie, just as it is taught you, abide in him. Do you hear this recurring theme? You're going to hear it again in our verse for the day right here. And now, little children, abide in him, so that when he appears, we may have confidence and not shrink back from him in shame at his coming. You you may have noticed there were several times that John mentioned abide. You'll see that in chapter 3. You see that a lot in his gospel, as I've mentioned. And I would encourage you to go and and make a note of that or mark it or write those down. Um, sometimes when you when you see that, it's a good study on abide. Um, but if you look up in the Greek what that word abide means, it comes from the Greek word meno. It means to stay, to remain, to wait, to dwell. And so uh, you just park there pretty much. And it's a continual thing. It's not just you did it once, but you continue to abide. Uh, you continue, you dwell, you endure, you be present. Um, and that is what John is encouraging them. Abide in him abide, uh, park there. You know how sometimes I talk about we're going to park here for a little while, but we we stake our claim, we pitch our tent there, so to speak, in him. And how do we do that, friends? We do that by uh, being in his word, by keeping his word. Like we read here in uh, John 14, 23, Jesus answered him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. And I love what we see in chapter 15 of John's gospel. That was John 14, 23, if I didn't say that. Um, but in chapter 15 of John's gospel, the Lord Jesus gave an illustration about how he is the vine and we are the branches. He says, um, already, let's see, uh, chapter 15, verse 3, already you are clean. Because of the word that I've spoken to you, abide in me. So Jesus says, abide in me. John would have heard that directly from Jesus. And so John is passing that message along. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Do you see that? We can't bear fruit for him unless we are parking with him unless we are dwelling in him he says i am the vine you are the branches whoever abides in me and i in him he it is that bears much fruit for apart from me you can do, do nothing and so we must abide in him and do you see the additional benefit we don't want to just stop there because in our verse it says and now little children abide in him um john tells us why so that when he appears, not if he appears, but when he appears, we ha may have confidence and not shrink back from him in shame at his coming. Those who don't know him, um, when he comes back, those who have not confessed him will still bow the knee. 
every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. But uh, that judgment will happen. And if we are in Christ, his righteousness, his blood covers us and we will be able to stay with him. But if we are not in him, then there's great punishment, great wrath, uh, that great separation in hell that's coming. And so, uh, friends, it is it is a must that we abide in him and we abide in him by being in his word, by worshiping, by praying, by keeping our hearts and our minds stayed on him. So may we do that. May we seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. May we... Um, be intentional, as I've told you over and over again, about focusing on Him. It's nothing we can do that is works-based, friends. We don't we don't earn that. You can't um, add so many uh, ticks on your side on your column, so many check marks on your column. That does not earn you a spot in heaven. We abide by believing, by trusting, by following him, by doing exactly what he has asked us to do. And the way that we know that is what by his word and under the direction of his Holy Spirit, which he gives to those uh, who are his. Blessings to you, friends. Until next time.